is the only bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs, and we're committed to the success of women entrepreneurs and majority women-owned companies across Canada. As a proud partner of the Thrive Podcast, we're here to help you start, grow, or scale your business. Find out more at bdc.ca forward slash women today. Scotiabank is proud to co-present the Thrive Podcast for Women Entrepreneurs. Through the Scotiabank Women Initiative, Scotiabank aims to help advance women-led businesses with access to capital, education, and mentorship. To learn more, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. Your insurance needs are as unique as the work you do and the industry you're in. Having the right protection in place is just the start. There's so much you can do to mitigate risks to your business for today and as you grow. At Sovereign Insurance, we're here to help with valuable information, insights, tips, and tools to help you protect your operations. Visit SovereignInsurance.ca to learn more. Diversify. Don't just put all your eggs in one export market. Think about what other export markets you could do well at, and EDC will help you figure that out. With Export Development Canada, doing business abroad doesn't need to be risky. We take on the risks so you can think bigger and grow confidently. EDC, take on the world. Listening to the Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. On the Thrive Podcast, we connect you with leading experts, entrepreneurs, and organizations that provide capital, mentorship, training, tools, and other support to help you make your vision a reality faster. This podcast is a production of Startup Canada, Canada's entrepreneurship organization, and is presented in partnership with the Business Development Bank of Canada and Scotiabank. I'm your host, Kayla Isabel, Managing Director at Startup Canada. Welcome to the show. We are thrilled to have Catherine Chan, co-founder and CEO of Fit In, on the show today. Catherine is a longtime lover of running, has competed in kettleball competitions, and has her grade four sash in Kung Fu. She is a graduate of the University of Western Ontario Master of Arts program and spent a few years in marketing in the entertainment industry before getting into management. Since then, Catherine has been a successful retail store manager, sales manager, and training manager. Stemming from a desire to try a new yoga class and frustrated by how long it took to find the right class in the right place at the right time, she was inspired to found Fit In, a platform designed to help people find and be inspired by the amazing number of fitness experiences available out there. As a mental health advocate, Catherine works to connect, inspire, and educate people by helping them get access to the resources that they need. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Hi, thanks for having me on. Great. So uh, what is Fit In? Can you provide a bit of context to our audience around what your business is? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so Fit In basically is, is it's a platform platform that's designed to help connect you with any kind of class. It's fitness related, movement, uh, wellness, health, but that includes mental health and wellness, right? So it's, it's you know, within a, within a couple minutes, instead of Googling for hours on end, you can find a class that inspires you or a class that, you know, you need, that you need to take. And so how is that measured? What is it through sort of a questionnaire? Um, what does the app actually look like when you dig into it? 
Yeah, it's quite simple, actually. So we just have uh, some really great search filtering, and we have thousands of classes in the platform already to search from. And what we do is we we just you, you fill in the pieces that you want. So if you're looking for a kung fu class, you you know you choose the kung fu. If you're looking for a dance class, we have hundreds of dance classes in there. You can search by tango specifically, or just dance in general. And then you, once you click search, it just delivers your results. I don't think I've ever looked for a Kung Fu class myself, but (laughs) maybe now is the time. (laughs) So where did this idea come from? We sort of spoke to it a little bit in your bio, Mm -hmm. um, but what was your aha moment that sparked Fit In uh, and and your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, well, I had blown my knee out because I've I've been a runner for a long, long time. But as runners know, like the knees go eventually. And I was looking for something to replace it. And I just, you know, yin yoga is particularly good for runners. And I thought, okay, I'll stretch out these muscles that I've been, you know, working on on. Maybe I can get back to running. And that was the one that was recommended, but it just took so long to find it. And I just remember sitting at my, at my computer mm-hmm. and like my jaw was like, you know, hit the floor and I'm like, why is no trip advisor for fitness classes? Like, why hasn't someone made this yet? And I couldn't believe it. And I went looking for something like fit in and I couldn't really, you know, there's a couple things that are close, but it wasn't, they were, they were not as helpful. And I just, you know, decided to, to build it myself. Incredible. And when was that? That was about two years ago. So I I did do like a year of research just to make sure that I wasn't the only one who had this idea and that some other people might want to, you know, find some fitness classes quickly. And yeah, there's been really great, overwhelming response. Incredible. And so what does the network look like now versus what it did when you first started? How, um, how did this vision come to life over the next last couple of years? You know, I've been I've I've had a, a beta out there in production for the last year, uh, just to kind of test the marketplace, to connect with you know the community, um, and it's funny how you know both sides of you know a marketplace, the both the business side and the consumer side, they each have their own problems, and that was I think what what I found. Uh, most interesting was once I got into the business side of it, you know, all those, you know, fitness entrepreneurs are struggling too. And they, you know, they're, they're, they're fitness professionals and, but they're having to run businesses now. So being able to provide them with some tools kind of alleviates some of the issues on the other side, you know, as a customer, everyone is like, oh my gosh, yeah, that would be amazing. Like when I was at OzFest in the summer, I had such great response. People were were thrilled to be able to, you know, find whatever they wanted, right? Like the the world is your oyster on fit in. Um, but yeah, the business side of it was a was a really interesting aha moment too, actually. Mm, yeah, lots of lessons are there, I'm sure. Yeah. That's entrepreneurship for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So I love this mental health advocacy that you also are really involved in. So how did you find the balance between focusing on the physical health side uh, and the mental health side? And and obviously the the connections between both of them, I don't really see them with a concrete line in the sand uh, between them. But how did you sort of navigate um, almost the, the repositioning of mental health and how people see that as a priority in their lives? Well, Oh my gosh, I you know, like I think a lot of runners have this uh, have this this philosophy where, you know, they run they they run off their stress. They run off their anger, like all those negative emotions that, you know, that 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 hit us over the course of the day. We, you know, we 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 exercise them out. Like that's a real runner thing. But I you know, I think other disciplines also feel like feel that way. And there's a lot of scientific research to prove that in fact dancing is the best form of exercise for cognitive ability, for improving mental health. It's it's it's, it's, you know, there's many studies out there on that. So, you know, the connection between mental health and physical health is quite profound. And we, you know, we're, we're just starting to kind of uncover the layers of that, I think, um, you know, in, in more recent years. 
but there there is a connection and for me like that was that was why i was looking for that yin yoga class like my mental health was in the tank uh, at the time my father had just died you know there was there was a lot going on in my life and i needed that exercise desperately like desperately so, you know, and I think a lot of people out there, when they're in the mental health sphere, um, people who are looking for resources, and they exist, there's some amazing places, right? But they don't, it's hard to hear about them, you know, like, you, sometimes you can troll around on, on Instagram and find them. And once you're connected to one, it gets easier to get connected to more. But when you're first starting, and you're, you know, you're in a place where you're just like, I just need help so badly, and I can barely help myself, how easy are we making it for people? And it's the answer is not at all. So part of my vision for fit in is like, you know, we have that one category for mental health and wellness. And I really want to fill that up with, you know, resources for people who need help. And it's free to find these classes on FitIn. So like there is no barrier uh, for anyone who's desperate for help. Uh, they can reach out. Incredible. Oh, I love everything. And, and especially on the dance beat. I mean, I'm an absolutely mm. terrible dancer, but, <laughs> but I, I always matter. feel much That's more productive. Exactly. Just dance it out. Yeah. <laughs> Put your heart in it. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about those barriers. So um, the barriers to finding fitness for, for different groups, marginalized communities. Um, I know you've worked with the trans community or poor communities. How have you seen those barriers um, sort of manifest? And what are you doing with Fit In to break down those barriers? Well, when I was doing my research, uh, it came up frequently, actually, in the um, in the interviews and the group sessions. You know, people who they they see they 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 see a wall, they see a barrier to to getting into fitness classes and what have you. And it's either because you know, for mental health, maybe they have social anxiety; it's very difficult for them to attend a class. Maybe they have you know body positivity issues. Uh, you know, and that's completely are unfounded. You know, you can be perfectly, you know, healthy and perfectly, you know, strong and, and fit and still have excess body weight. Um, so there's, there's, there are those barriers as well. You know, in the trans community, I've spoken with a couple of people who are not comfortable necessarily because they're not sure how they're going to be perceived. And there are places out there that are, you know, they very specifically say, you know, we are trans, we are, you know, LGBTQ plus, you know, friendly. Um, and they create that space, that safe space very intentionally, right? There is a, a concept of this, you know, kind of gym bro atmosphere. And, you know, sure, it might exist in some places, but it's as, at least in Toronto, right? I, I see it kind of firmly disappearing slowly. But right now, there's still that uh, that uncertainty, and you know, there's 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 safety issues sometimes for for people in, you know, for maybe non-binary folk. They 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 don't know if they're going to be well received. They don't know. They're not sure. And you know, I, I sometimes I wonder if you know a simple filtering option, like if if or if a if a gym decides to declare themselves, you know, can we can we put that on there so people can in their search they can filter out very quickly and say, you know, I want somewhere that's going to be welcoming and inclusive. And that that could be that could be how gyms identify themselves in mm-hmm. in future. And that's such an interesting point because it's almost uh, uh, adding to additional pressure and and stress that you're trying to um, diminish by going to an exercise class. Right. That if you are struggling with finding an inclusive space, that it's completely counterproductive. That you need to be able to um, have quick and easy and kind of seamless access to areas where you're going to feel um, you know that you're finding some type of release or some type of support. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm, interesting. And so uh, when you look at cost of fitness prices and, you know, uh, different uh, yoga classes, or I see at least in the Ottawa mm. kind of area that you see um, a lot of, of um, fitness opportunities being incredibly expensive. Um, are there areas that fit in as sort of looking at um, to identify uh, cheaper alternatives for, um, you know, communities that might not have as much disposable income? Uh, well, yes, there's, I mean, there's a few things. So, right, like there are, uh, there, there do exist fitness classes out there that 
that are not terribly expensive. So they, you know, they could run like $8, $12 a class, which, you know, it can sometimes still be a stretch for people, especially when you factor in TTC to the gym and back home again, right? But um, that's much more manageable than $35, which at some of the, you know, the, the well-funded, you know, locations in town, like $35, is, I, it's, that's, that's not manageable for me either, right? That's a nice dinner. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. So just being able to like, I provide, you know, pri- like entrepreneur prices, right? Like this, these are not mm. enterprise prices. And so it reduces barrier for entry for these small independent instructors, for instance, who have really good pricing. You know, they, they don't have a marketing budget. So let me help you. Um, in the future, I really hope to also, you know, kind of leverage the, the data that comes in through the search engine, my platform to be able to, to produce, um, programming that's you know targeted to the neighborhood so and if the if the price point there is eight dollars a class and so be it then there's going to be a way to we're going to figure that out too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh, touching on entrepreneurs and their specific uh, you know maybe fitness needs or especially uh, working constantly and having um, very high pressure high intensity lifestyles um, how would you recommend entrepreneurs fitting in fitness elements into their routines how have you done that for yourself and what would you recommend for others well you know it is tough there's no there's no make no bones about it you know and I have I have a Facebook feed of fellow founder friends to alliterate here <laughs> drastically but uh, <laughs> but you know and I, I hear it from all of them like you know I'm, I'm burning out you know oh my god I'm sick again this is like the third time in three months yeah. you know there's there's a lot of yeah, mental health yeah, challenges I'd say in the entrepreneur world as well as you know just staying physically fit and active and it's so important you know honestly if you can take a meeting while walking outside that's optimal. Why not have, instead of meeting for coffee or meeting for a beer, go for a walking meeting? Like I, I know that there's amazing walking paths in Ottawa, like down by the river and whatnot. In Toronto, we have a couple of yeah. ravines we can walk through. Like Get outside and just do, do your work outdoors when you can. I love that. A walking meeting. That's it's such a simple solution to, you know, getting outside, getting uh, some fresh air. Uh, I mean, in Ottawa during the winters, that could be a little bit painful slash <laughs> dangerous with the ice. But no, just sort of uh, taking time that you're already allocating towards something and adding a physical element to it. So instead of sitting down and having a coffee, um, going for a walk, that's such a simple solution. I, I wish I wish I could do it more myself, to be honest. But, you know, really how I fit mine in, I, I do have, you know, I, I do kind of see some of my trainers from my platform. So I, I bring them to me. It's a great opportunity for me to do business and also do my workout at the same time. Um, and then why well, it's in my apartment building too. And that's one of the huge benefits of personal trainers. They can come to you and save you that time. Um, but as well, like when I have a stressful meeting or, you know, a meeting that I've been looking forward to, or it doesn't go as well as possible as you hoped, or, you know, maybe it was a really exciting meeting and you have like too much energy. I'll just go for a walk around the block. Like I don't, I don't try and make a 10 kilometer walk and, just the fresh air and getting out and walking around the block once makes a humongous impact in both your mental health and also your physical health. Mm-hmm. Do you find it is a struggle for you, uh, sort of in a cobbler's shoes kind of instance, that you are an advocate for adding the uh, fitness and, and an advocate for mental health and, and all of these different components that sometimes um, are you focusing more on the, the business of providing that for others? Or do you think that you've found a good balance in providing it for yourself as well? Actually, it's I it, it keeps me honest, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I have if I feel like if to be, you know, to advocate properly, I need to actually walk that 
walk that talk. So I do, I make a real conscious effort. Like if I don't get in three workers a week, I consider myself to have not done my job properly. Um, I meditate every day, basically after lunch, you know, I used to joke and say, Oh, I'm going to go for a nap now. It was never a nap. You know, like I sit there, my eyes are closed and I process my morning and have what I come away with afterwards is just so much more than if I try and like work through those 45 minutes. So like, I really do make the effort to incorporate my day, um, incorporate those elements into my day and into my week. Mm, I love that. Yeah. That accountability factor being so huge. And and I love that um, you see it as being so relevant to your work and a complete necessity that you have to do this as a part of your job. If if you put that on a to-do list um, and, and made it as much of a priority as, you know, checking your email, then it's going to get done. So I, I love that. It's part of the integrity of, yeah, being yeah. a fitness entrepreneur, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, great. Um, so what do you think has been the biggest surprise for you um, when adding fitness, uh, well, sort of your fitness business and adding fitness to your life? What was the biggest surprise benefit that you received out of it? Um, I'll, I'll deal with the personal, I think, mainly. And I think you know, what that taught me. So like we, I, I, when I turned 40, similar to many people, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to run a marathon. Right. Um, and then, <laughs> so I did, <laughs> but, uh, of course. um, mm-hmm. you know, I think what fitness gave me that I never had before was that sense of, I can do anything. I can do anything that I put my mind to. I can do anything that I carefully plan because of course you can't just run a marathon, right? You have to approach it from, okay, where am I at now? Let's do a, you know, sit down and strategize about, you know, where I'm at, what I need to do, you know, what are the steps involved? So that's how I got into Kung Fu because like my, my progress for running wasn't going as well as I wanted. So I realized I had to incorporate some, some, you know, some core training. So, you know, my family was doing Kung Fu. So I went and joined them one day and I signed up for Kung Fu and now I'm a, you know, a level four sash. But I discovered that, you know, and there again, like I discovered I can do this. I can go up against a guy, you know, a foot and a half taller than me and 100 pounds more muscle. And you know what? Kung Fu's taught me that I can hold my own. And that's so relevant to business, too. And I got that from fitness, just that confidence to like, hey, as long as I practice, I can I can kill it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I, so I'm actually, I'm the daughter of an Ironman oh. triathlete, ultimate uh, athlete. And I, I, I do not, no, no, I'm, I, yeah, I've always found it to be this really interesting um, community that's built through competitive fitness. And, and even as a kid, um, I think it was such an important thing for me to see women and men in these, um, in these competitions. And I was not the person running the marathon after run, after swimming and biking and doing all these crazy things, but that feeling of, I can totally do this if they can do this. And, you know, if, if I see it, I can be it. Um, and, and that has, was so ingrained in me as, as a kid and seeing my dad, you know, as an older man than he was you know, 20, 30 years ago, um, still doing triathlons and still doing Ironman, that rubs off on me still. So even in, uh, you know, I'm not the one necessarily doing these activities, but watching other people around you accomplish those types of fitness goals, I think is also really helpful. It inspires you to maybe take on a different challenge that might not be, you know, doing a, a full Ironman. But yeah, making it your own. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you, talking about kids, like my, you know, no one messes with my daughter either. Like it, the, the, the peace of mm-hmm. mind it gives me as a parent, no, that she has, you know, four levels of Kung Fu under her belt as well. Like that's, she has a confidence that I wouldn't have had at her age, right? Or I, I definitely did not have at her age. So, you know, fitness is, I, I you know, I kind of call it like the great equalizer. And I, when I say fitness as a great equalizer, I'm not being able to send that way because, you know, there are a lot of people and going back to the barriers, right? If they're, if you're disabled in some way or differently abled in any way, you know, it might look different for you, but it's still there. It's still possible. It can still give you that confidence, you know? Mm, 
And how do you think that that confidence has um, a, a sort of shifted your entrepreneurship approach? Do you think that having that um, sort of intrinsic, uh, what's, what's the word? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, sort of that, that motivation that it mm-hmm. almost, I see it being so deeply connected to an entrepreneurial attitude. Um, how have you seen that connection? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I do, I, I liken everything to running, to be honest. So like there's times when I'm, you know, fully exhausted uh, and I just, you know, I remind myself, hey, okay, so pace yourself. And, you know, when you're running, the goal is not necessarily to finish it at light speed, you know, but just to, to finish the race, right? So my goal is not to, you know, it, it doesn't have to be any particular way. It just needs to be. And so you just, you, 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 you work with what you've got. I love that. Yeah. And I mean, there's so, there's so much language that parallels running, like sprint. You know, we're going to do a, a following lean mm-hmm. methodologies and sprinting on particular things, yeah. and crossing finish lines. Exactly. And yeah, that parallel to running is, is something that, yeah, it's kind of like, oh, yes, light bulb moment. <laughs> that's to do running. Yeah, you can metaphor exactly. anything. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, and so what's up next for, for Fit In? What are you planning on doing in the next uh, uh, sort of cycles of your business? Where are you trying to expand? Um, you're talking about um, shifting maybe to a community perspective. What else do you have on the go? Yeah, uh, actually very exciting. We will be, uh, we have partnered with um, a new company who has uh, rebuilt our platform and we're doing a full launch uh, at the end of January in 2020. So very, very soon uh, it'll be out of beta and it'll be into full production and we'll be accepting everybody from fitness entrepreneurs of any kind to consumers looking for fitness, mental health and wellness classes. So fitin.io is where it's going to be. You'll be able to download it onto your Android phone. So it's going to be a pretty exciting month for us. And personally, are you still going down the Kung Fu path? Are you taking on new (laughs) sort of classes? Uh, What what is your fitness plan? (laughs) Yeah, I've actually gotten to weight training. So it's not something I've done before, but it's just so... um, it's so serene in a really weird way. And I love being strong. I've discovered this. <laughs> it feels pretty good to be able to shift, you know, the body weight of a small child. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that'd be very empowering. <laughs> yes. Incredible. And what, me- so you, you were bringing up children before as well. What types of messages um, do you think that this, um, this app is sending to younger demographics? Is this open to, um, you know, people later in life? At, at what juncture are people engaging with the fit in app um, and is youth a key demographic that you're trying to encourage to get active uh, mentally and both physically now certainly i would love to send the message to kids that hey there's a lot of options out there and all you just you know like experiment and find find what works for you you know find try out different things i think that that's something that we like to do nowadays actually is you know find explore and find an experience that really kind of speaks to us right and i think that there's the world is the oyster for for kids nowadays you know i I know that a lot of women, you know, my age and even just a little bit younger are really interested in trying out new fitness classes and we'll travel across town. Uh, you know, and I, I don't know guys as well because I'm not one, but I know that guys are starting to, you know, attend yoga classes more frequently as well, which is, I think, wonderful. Uh, you know, just having more balance in every room is, is pretty phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's so this whole parallel between this fitness journey and the entrepreneurial <laughs> kind of path is is um, so striking, uh, and I'm really enjoying yeah sort of seeing that come to life <laughs> through this conversation. So very cool. So is there one last piece of advice that you'd like to leave our audience with uh, that they can implement in their businesses immediately after today's conversation? I know we've uh, identified a number of, of ones already, but if there's one additional piece of advice you could leave us with, what would that be? Uh, I think that 
you know, community and work culture are really important uh, things in, in businesses today, right? Like we we've, we've, we've understand better now than ever before that, you know, having a really inclusive workplace, uh, having a really kind of caring workplace makes a huge difference in the productivity of people out there. And a huge part of that is, you know, being mindful of your staff's mental health and physical health. So, you know, there's a lot of sitting at desks out there. And I think that's the reason why a lot of companies have started incorporating fitness subsidies into their, into their packages. Um, but mental health and wellness should be their more often too. And, you know, if, if there's any workplace who's struggling to bring either fitness or mental health programming, like just reach out and I'm happy to brainstorm with you. Like that is exactly what I want to do is help people to connect better with their bodies and their brains to be able to be more functional and, you know, really kind of deliver on their own potential Mm -hmm. in the workplace as well as personally Mm -hmm. in their own life. That it's all untapped. Yeah. That you're just sort of activating that potential. Yeah. Exactly. Incredible. Well, this is a fantastic conversation, Catherine. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been so much fun. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs> you too. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week on the Thrive Podcast, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, BDC, and Scotiabank for helping us to power women entrepreneurs. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to download the playbook Resources for Women Entrepreneurs with a comprehensive list of support for you and your business. Visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast hosted by Matthew Curtis and plug in to the Startup Canada network. Until next time, I'm Kayla Isabel. It's time to thrive.